Hi, I'm Paul M. Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. We're here in Panama City Beach, Florida. We are attending the Fun in the Sun 42 convention. We had this idea to bring spiritual principles with us, put them on cards and have people, other voices than ours, come up and share about them. We hope you enjoy it. Jennifer? Hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm an addict. It's been a joy to be at the convention. It's my first time attending and uh, to see new faces, make new friends, um, and hear about it when they're done sharing um, how excited they are. Lee. Thanks, Jennifer. I'm Lee. I'm an addict. <clears throat> and this has been an amazing weekend. Uh, the collective voices that came together to pull this off. Jennifer and I were down in the trenches and it was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks to both of you for your hard work this weekend. Folks, Douglas and I hope you enjoy Principles from Panama City Beach. All right, we're back at Fun in the Sun with Unique D from Atlanta, Georgia, and she's going to be speaking on the spiritual principle of vigilance. Welcome. Welcome to you too. I'm so excited. Fun in the Sun. It's been like 20 years. Yeah, Fun in the Sun, girl. <laughs> Glad you can stop in with us. So, Unique, could you give us a big picture of where you're at in your recovery, and could you could you share on how how does vigilance show show up in your just for today process? Um, so my clean date is June 15, 2016. We're coming up on six years. Um, so just for today, right, vigilance has really uh, grown in my life because I, I, I don't know when I got so complacent in my recovery that just waking up today clean wasn't enough. Hmm. Um, I would find myself in my bed, you know, um, battling with my emotions about you know, because I live with depression as well. We got a mental health IP for those that don't agree. We can this is not an outside issue. Um, but um, yeah, so I live with depression as well. And I would find my days in my bed and 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 having a lack of gratitude. Unique. Let for, me dig it. Let me let me clarify this. All right, for the folks listening. And 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 Paul, you say this all the time. What's happening in us is a very inside issue. Absolutely. This is not an outside issue. Mm. If it happens within us, it is an inside issue yeah. for one. And so, so what you're talking about is saying, you're not saying, Hey, I'm getting clean. I'm detoxing. I'm feeling this way. You're saying, Hey, I'm clean. I'm in the recovery process. And now I'm battling with these emotions, these thoughts, and it's hard to get out of bed, you know, whatever. Right. Is that, yes. is that where we're at? This is not getting clean depression. This is staying <laughs> clean depression. Right. Different. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And that was something that I, um, you know, explored a little, my mental health was something that I explored a little more as I got later in my recovery. Cause I, 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 it just felt like, cause it tells us in our literature that, you know, um, we can be tricked to believe that this isn't working, you know, mm. staying clean isn't working. And, and, and I had got to that point where it was like the fucking step work was, Ooh, can I curse? Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> right. It's an, it's an <laughs> NA function. You know, you can curse. You know, the fucking step work was, you know, <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> the fucking step work wasn't working, you know, even and even step work, meeting attendance, like I was doing everything that I had been doing in the beginning. However, I wasn't connecting spiritually. And I think that's because I was using other things to fulfill my fill my void you know I was using sex I was using shopping I was using eating and now I'm in a place of my recovery where I understand what I'm what I'm what I'm searching for is spiritual in nature 
you know. So um, I think that's where my vigilance is, um, really getting back connected to the basis of this program, like which is spirituality, getting to the core of my, you know, situation. Look, let me tell you something. You're speaking my language because I share very regular on food, sex, and money is something <laughs> that I use in excess to 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 mimic this spiritual plane of existence. And it doesn't doesn't work anymore. Um, I don't, and I don't know when, um, like, and and just to like summarize that I have like some health concerns going on and that kind of like triggered my depression. And, you know, um, I just, I don't, I don't know. I heard at a meeting where, you know, um, there was somebody that picked up their just for the day key tag. And then I went to one of my meetings and I saw like a young lady that um, I called while she was using you know, she's about to celebrate three years. And then a young woman who I gave my one year key tag about to celebrate five years. So it just kind of triggered something in me. Like this shit is about staying clean. Like the most important thing I wake up with is my clean date today. Like if nothing else goes my fucking way, you know, and Bro, we I'm, pr- protect I'm, our clean day with our life. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Mm. I don't know when I forgot, you know, I don't know when I forgot, you know, they say money, property and prestige can divert us from our primary purpose. I finally got the challenger that I've been wanting out my fucking life. <laughs> you know, I've been wanting that bitch for 14 years. I've been wanting that for, like that's that car, you know, <laughs> you know, that's that car, you know, and then I work in, in the recovery field, you know, so I'm constantly doing recovery everything my whole life is recovery but um um i don't know when you know june 15th didn't become as important as everything else when did the when did the idea of being vigilant in the in the context of depression where Mm -hmm. you don't care about anything Mm -hmm. how does the battle of vigilance against mental illness how did that kind of how did vigilance win for you um, all I know is to um, persevere. Mm. You know, all I know is to 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 seek out resources because I was, you know, granted I'm right here on this podcast, you know, laughing and having a good time and fun in the sun. But just last week, I pulled up at the crisis center, mm-hmm. about to check myself in. Mm-hmm. But I know like that, that, like, yeah, <laughs> dead yeah. ass serious. Yeah. Until I realized, like, I have a lot on my plate. I, I'm going to college now. I'm about to graduate. I, you know, I have my peers that I have to show up for. I have my grandmother that I have to take care of. Like that, that is enough to keep me vigilant. That is enough to keep me like, okay, I can sit on this pity pot and check into this place only for them to dope me the fuck up. And I just, you know, and be numb for a few days, you know, but I didn't think that's what I needed. You know, I sat in the parking lot and I pushed through, you know. Unique, let me jump in on this and we'll, we'll end the episode with, with, with this question, okay? Mm-hmm. We have some folks listening who 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 are right there saying, look, I don't, I'm, I'm beside myself mm-hmm. with, with what I'm going through, okay? How do you how do you go from there knowing I need to talk about it? I mean, you're talking, you're sharing with us as open as, as, as anything, right? And, and, and that's what we need to do to be able to stay clean the day to time is to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Here, here's who I am. Here's what's going on with me. For the addict who's, who who is identifying with you every step of the way, except that they can't share about it. Mm. They just can't, whatever that's keeping them from, you know, whatever's going on from keeping them from, from just being honest and open and kicking this shit out. Mm-hmm. How do they go from there to where you're at, where you're saying, Hey, you know what? Here's where I was. Last week. Yeah. Here, here. yeah. <laughs> how, how do we, how do we get over that? I, I truly believe that like, you know, we are our best and worst critics. Um, and 
it tells us in our literature that you know we're masters of self-deception mm. so whatever it is that is holding you back is a large portion of that self-deception like you come to a support group to seek help you know and to hold on to that um you're really like shortchanging not only you but somebody else in the room like had i not opened my mouth i'll be shortchanging the listeners i could have came on here acting like oh i'm just this warrior and i've just been killing shit. <laughs> everything's fine <laughs> yeah you know but, but but you know it took from what it took for me was to listen around the room and listen to the severity of some of the situations and it allowed me to be transparent and and then one day i heard how free do you want to be you know, how free do you want to be? There's nothing in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous that has happened to me because, you know, I think I'm so fucking unique. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the irony. You know what I'm saying? My parents definitely named me unique. And then I show up to this program where they tell me, it's me, bitches. I'm the unique addict, motherfucker. I'm in this motherfucker. You know, but when I show, you know, but, um, Oh, you know, and I had to get in touch with that man. Like, you know, I'm not fucking unique. Ain't nobody did nothing in here that's so unique. Like, and, and it just made me more comfortable to talk about where I'm at, you know. And then when I was able to identify with somebody, it's something about human connection. You know, it's something about having that empathy, not just sympathy. Like, yeah, I understand you're going through your mental health challenges. I understand how you feel, but no, like to understand, like to physically feel what someone feels, you know, like I know exactly how you feel, you know, that's a whole different level of connection. We're back at Fun in the Sun with Sydney H from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And she's gonna speak on the spiritual principle of responsibility. Hey, Sydney, welcome. Hi. I'm glad you could stop in. So, Sydney, could you give us a big picture of where you're at in your recovery process and how does responsibility play into that just for today? Okay, so I have about a little over two years clean. Happy birthday, um, yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I'm working on my seventh step, just started it. So, I have a sponsor, um, attend meetings regularly, and I'm also a house manager in my women's recovery home that I've been at for the last two years. Um, responsibility yes which is very <laughs> important to me in my journey today because i remember when i was not responsible mm. and didn't care about nothing what did that look like um oh well a mess mm. <laughs> um i mean no home no family family didn't want nothing to do with me uh, no friends just nothing just me and my disease so um i value responsibility today because mm. i have it today mm. and it feels good how did you get it uh hard work <laughs> Um, when I first got clean, so like materialistically, like, you know, you got to have a job to live and, um, I jumped around job hopping a lot because I didn't like where I was working. Um, but now where I'm at, I've been there for about a year, a little over a year now, and, um, I'm in a lead position now. So, I mean, you have to put in the work to get where you want to be you know and sometimes that work is stuff you don't want to do yes absolutely so learning to do what you don't want to do is a big lesson for addicts right yes, yes. very <laughs> and big. leads to responsibility yes excellent and and not like the cool stuff either right like the cool stuff like that's a cool that's a cool story from in 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 just two birthday cakes you went from hey man i don't have a home Right. To, to now being responsible for overseeing for other people's for, for other people. Right. Yes. yes. I mean, that's the power, yep. right? <laughs> the the thing, but in between that, in between those, could could you speak on 
what were some of the first responsibilities you were able to embrace, you know, when you got clean? And for a lot of us, making the coffee, mopping after the meetings, you know, these little service positions and these little, little responsibilities which were just huge. And we didn't even know it then. No. I had no idea how- They important. want me to mop the floor? <laughs> yeah, like what, what in the way? And they're, but they're huge. And we, we think they were so ignis, yep. insignificant um, during the time. So, so do you have any of that? Yes. Okay. So for me, when I first got clean, first off, I'd never been to a halfway house and I knew I needed something different. I needed something far from home where I wasn't going to stay clean because I tried it before so this is right so this is my first time working a 12-step program and um i like pretty much threw myself into the fellowship as soon as i could be of service i was of service like changing the coffee changing the trash um as soon as i could start chairing meetings i started chairing meetings um got a sponsor right away i knew that i had to do something different because nothing else was working um so all of that and um just doing that in the fellowship, but also doing it like outside in the real world in my life. What did that um, look like in the real world? So like with getting a job and having to be responsible and pay my bills. So probation, uh, this was the first time I completed a probation. It took me three years to do it and it was only a one year probation. So court calls, But you finished it. Yes, yes, all the big stuff. It took me a while and I remember being so stressed out about it all the time financially, but I just had to keep pushing and keep working towards it. And now I'm at a point where I'm a responsible person I, and it's not as stressful. I think there's, that's, that's a, a very key point here is as addicts, as soon as it gets tough, we want to bail. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to check out. We want to go. Right. Okay, I'm Absolutely. done. I'm not doing it. And to learn to overcome that, as you have, mm-hmm. is important to anybody who's new who's listening. You're going to have to get over that hard bump. Yep, you that's gotta in front keep of pushing. You, you gotta, gotta keep, keep pushing. pushing, and we keep don't pushing, do that. You'll get through. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and perseverance, another f- topic that'll come up on yeah. this podcast, <laughs> leads to responsibility. Yep. So do you have anything coming up? This will be the last question. Okay. Uh, do you have anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Like another additional responsibility? That, I do, actually. So. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect topic for me. Um, so I've actually put in my application for um, certified peer recovery specialist. And my training classes start May 9th through the 13th. So I will be able to be more responsible in my home as a house manager, but also in a career that I'm passionate about. So. um, Responsibility paying off. Yes. (laughs) We're back at Fun in the Sun with Thomas E. from Warner, Robbins, Georgia. And he's gonna speak on the spiritual principle of accountability. So Thomas, could you tell us where are you at in your recovery journey? And then could you share, where does accountability fit into your Just For Today program? Well, where I'm at in my journey right now, I just celebrated 11 years clean. Um, Woo! Right, now, <laughs> right, right now, I'm going back over my step work with my sponsor now. I think I'm back on step three, got me on again because I got some issues going on. Hold on, Thomas. Let me ask you a question here about this. Just re- jump right into it. So you mean to tell me once we get 11 years, we still have to do step work? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because over time, more stuff pops up. <laughs> <laughs> New, new issues. It's not one and done, right? right? New issues start up. 
it was the dope when I got here, but then some other stuff came along after that. <laughs> so, um, but I'm grateful to be here. Like right now, I'm, I'm back on step three again. Um, I haven't done my steps in a couple years, so it's time for me to go back over them again. Um, and right now, where I'm at in my journey with accountability is right now being accountable to everybody, accountable to my job, accountable to my recovery. Um, I'm H and I chair for my area. Um, I take the H and I meeting into the hospital in my area. Thank you for that. Um, I just do a lot of work as far, and I also, I coach my son's soccer team. <laughs> um, I just started a softball team at my job uh, because to me, it's about giving back to the community. You know, it's not about just what I do here in the program. You know, the program teaches me how to live outside this program. You know, mm -hmm. um, I find a lot of people that come into this process, uh, they're accountable to NA, but it tells me in my, in my, in my process that it tells me I need to get out to the community and show what NA's done for me, you know, and, um, and that's a big part for me. Uh, and right now, it's uh, also being accountable to my family, you know, being a pro provider of, of finances and, and being a provider as, as who I am as a person. You know, I always tell my wife, one of the biggest things I always tell my wife is that, you know, we represent each other. You know, when people see us outside, they see you by yourself, you represent me. If they see me by myself, I represent you. You know, it's not about us, me and you against each other because... That's the way my whole life has been taught. Like it was always the man did this and the woman did that. But I found out today it's we do together, you know, um, and that's what this program has taught me. You know, what I can't do alone, we can do together, you know. And um, and um, as far as more accountability is just like, you know what, being accountable to myself sometimes. You know, right now I got a weight problem, as you can see. And <laughs> I got a weight I got for, for, for the folks listening, we are some three very fit, handsome men. <laughs> Walking on this. Let's, let, let's get that out the way. If you could see us, you'd know how fit we are. <laughs> I know. But you know, it's funny that like uh when I first got here, all I wanted to do was stop using drugs, man. That was the mm. only thing I wanted to do. But since I've been here, I found out that there's more things, you know, more things that come along. Mm. Like, you know, uh, like like my weight is a big issue. Like for me. I stopped smoking cigarettes when I got here. And I got bless. four years off of cigarettes. You know, this program has given me an avenue for other things, you know. Um, and that's where I come accountable. You know, I got a little boy that me and my wife adopted. And um, I always tell my wife that I don't want to be a parent that says, do what I tell you to do. I want to be an example for what you need to do. Mm. You know, and that's that's where I'm at in my recovery. And that's where I'm at with accountability. Let, okay, so accountability is being answerable to something greater than ourselves right. the higher power family yep. the fellowship all that yep. stuff there is a rebellious streak in addicts or in this addict i can't speak for anybody there is a rebellious streak in addicts that goes i'm not fucking doing that i'm not doing <laughs> this i don't want to do this i don't don't ask me what i'm doing don't ask me where i'm going don't tell me what i should be doing how do you deal with that kind of rebelliousness when you know you need to be accountable you know what I found like that rebelliousness comes when my feelings get hurt somewhere. Oh, when my feelings get hurt or you hurt me in some way or you make me feel some type of way, that's when I get rebellious, you know, because I want to show you, you know, mm. I want to show you something different. But I found out like uh, through my process of trying to get to where I'm at right now, it took me many years to get where I'm at. Like I was one of them in and out people, mm. you know, in and out, in and out, in and out. And like, uh, because I, I heard somebody in the other meeting saying, buck the system. I always wanted to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like when I come to the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous and you hear these people that come in here, oh, I'm duly, I'm duly addicted and I'm because I still want to find myself to be different in some kind of way. You know what? They told me once I told myself, once I tell you that I'm an addict, that's it. It's all inclusive. I'm good. 
You know, I don't have to have 20 million different titles to fit with you. You know what I'm saying? Once I say I'm an addict, I'm a part of it. I join. And, um, and, and that's, I just try to, I tell my sponsees, I try to keep this as simple as we possibly can. And I got one sponsee right now. He's down here with me right now. And he's one, he's a thinker. And he's a very smart person. I tell him, I say, you're so smart sometimes that you're dumb because you're too, you're too busy trying to find the angle. The angle is what keeps me out of the program. It keeps me away from you. I need to find the, the, the common ground where we can sit together. And, and that's what I do, man. And, and that's where my accountability comes to me. Listen, I gave up on trying to fight. <laughs> you know, the fight surrender. was always surrender. You know, I gave, <laughs> I gave up because I always wanted to be smarter than you. I always wanted to be faster than you. I always wanted to be better than you. I wanted to be richer than you. And today I just want to be part of you, you know, because I found out that once I'm a part of you, did you know what? My life goes a lot smoother. You know, even at my job, like I was one of them guys that if I came to work five minutes late and, and you said, well, were you late five minutes? I'd be like, damn, it's only five minutes, like five minutes. How, like what, how bad could it be? But today I understand late is late. <laughs> if I'm a minute late, I'm late, you know? And it, depending on where I'm at, man, listen. And even now with 11 years clean, some days I still want to buck this system. Some days I still want to do what Thomas wants to do. And that's why I continue to go to meetings because I need y'all to tell me that you know, what you're doing ain't right. I can't you know, you, what you're doing is not right. And, and that's why it's important for me to, that's why I tell newcomers all the time. You know, I hear it all the time. People go out relapsing, you know, with time in the program because you know, we started trying to do things our own way again. I wanted to be different from it. We're back at Fun in the Sun with Joe R. from Pensacola, and she's going to speak on the spiritual principle of self-discipline. Hey, Joe, welcome. Hi, thank you. Welcome. Well, I'm glad you could drop in. So, Joe, can you give us a snapshot of where, where are you in your recovery process and how does self-discipline impact your Just for Today program? Well, it just so happens that today I went over my step five with my sponsor. So we're done Woo! there. <laughs> so now I can start on step six. Uh, the 29th of this month, I'll have eight months clean. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I'm seeing things a lot differently today than I did yesterday. Hmm. Like what? Well, since my topic is self-discipline, um, I have to say that I just kept doing the right thing. And I know that this whole thing is done in God's time, not mine. So I kind of spun that around and, and disciplined myself to accept the fact that I have to wait, you know, and uh, it, things get done in God's time, not mine. That's the scariest word for, for us, man. Wait. Yeah. It really is. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's I, not I don't want to hear food. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear now, wait. Now, now. now, is this your first time at recovery? This is my first time at this, at, in this state at this, um, convention. I'm from New Jersey up north and I've gone to a lot of New Jersey convention. Um, my peer, my peoples are the Passaic area in New Jersey. And, um, what brings you down here? Well, that's kind of a long story, but, um, I was kind of kicked to the curb and I couldn't afford it if I can't afford it in New Jersey. So here I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was all done through computer. So suffice it to say, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. I didn't feel like, what was I thinking coming here? Right. I have so, had, had the big word, such a negative attitude. You know, everything sucks here, the weather, the bugs, and I just hated everything. I hated myself and all on top of giving, uh, giving up drugs eight months ago and, um, um, uh, mix up. So I say with, uh, mental medication. 
So okay. I was just not in a good spot. Oh my, and my parents recently passed away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had a lot of shit going on and um, probably for about the eight, last seven, eight months, I've been crying and I moved here. I moved to Lynn Haven to Panama city and then um, it wasn't getting any better. I saw doctors when I could find them. Um, wasn't getting any better. Someone suggested that I move closer to my son who lives in Pensacola. Uh -huh. So I moved to Pensacola and um, I got myself an emotional support dog and I kept doing the right thing. I got a position. I got a home group. Uh, I was being kind to people. I was practicing patience and tolerance and self-discipline. And lo and behold, well, I got here by myself, drove here by myself yesterday, and I was crying again because something kicked in. The crying is involuntary at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm lowering one med and I'm upping the other one. Right. So it's a crapshoot. But nevertheless, I was excited to come here until I got here. And then everything went. I was confused. I was alone. I was scared till I started finding my peoples that I know <laughs> from, from Panama City. And that's the, that's the important part of that, because like our feelings, like, network. hey, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like let's do the action, the, and and that that's married to self discipline. Hey, let me get my ass in here and sit down and share. Mm -hmm. Let right. me go to the speaker. I did lots let me of participate. That. Let me participate, and then it's like through that self discipline, let my emotions catch up with my actions. Well, that's what I feel like happened last night. I couldn't sleep after that horrible day. I was not having fun in the sun, and I was not. <laughs> I was not shy about it either. I was telling everybody, what the fuck is hospitality doing way over there? And what da, 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 and why is this? So, but I'm on the hospitality committee. So, you know, I, and I wasn't feeling helpful. But then this morning, well, last night I couldn't sleep. So I got up, it was late at night. I was all, I was all alone. I was out on the balcony. And all of a sudden I started seeing the trees differently. I felt the, the breeze yeah. and I started realizing that this is beautiful. This is, I'm here because of some generous addicts who paid my way. You know, one of them's letting me stay with them. And I'm here for, I'm never going to get a vacation like this again. At least I don't think so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I should be grateful. All of a sudden I just was grateful. Just for today through NA, I will try to get a, a better, better perspective, perspective on my on life. My and life. that's exactly what happened, man. When I woke up this morning and I came back to this convention center and I started seeing all my peoples from Panama City and a few now from Pensacola are here today. I just hugged them so tight. It was like the Grinch. I mean, the three sizes, <laughs> the heart grew three sizes and I couldn't stop. And I'm just overwhelmed with my feeling. And I want to tell people, do not give up. You just keep working on yourself. Do the next right thing. And uh, God will help you in his time. Not yours, not mine, but his time. And it will happen. And I just had to have faith and believe that. And it happened. And I. All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This was a really, really neat experience. We had a lot of fun. Uh, 40 different addicts shared on 40 spiritual principles. It was just a super neat experience. If you're listening and you think, wow, this would be a really cool resource to have at a convention that you attend, please reach out to us here at the Anonymous Podcast and make the introduction with us and the, the convention committee that you're thinking about. And we'll see if we can work something out. I want to reiterate very strongly that, that this initiative again, does not replace meetings, step work, accountability with a sponsor, uh, fellowshipping. This is uh, an, an attempt to, to bring addicts who are passionate uh, for recovery, uh, just another resource to help us on this beautiful journey. So again, thank you for tuning in. Um, spread the message, man, spread the word. 
and and I can't wait until our our paths cross. So from all of us here at the Anonymous Podcast, we love you. Thanks for your support. Y'all be good. God bless. Namaste.